Hey there, friends and foes. This is Back of the Cereal Box presents the Ice Cream Queens. And this episode is brought to you by Night Rike by John Pica, available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you get ebooks. And, of course, Four Bad Crows by the Murdering Crows, available on Google Music, Amazon Music, and, of course, Apple Music, and wherever you buy music. This week, the Ice Cream Queens welcome into their parlor the one and only Brimstone. And we'll get to that right after these words from our sponsor. Hello, creepies and crawlies, and welcome back to Ice Cream Queens. We have a fun show in store for you this evening, and we will be touching on some of our favorite subjects, Halloween and snacks, and Halloween and eating snacks. So I'm not going to waste any time. Oh, by the way, this is going to be a bit of an extra long episode. So we are running from seven to nine tonight. So feel free to jump in, join the conversation. I have invited all of our hosts from behind the cereal box or excuse me, back at the cereal box. Oops. To pop in at eight o'clock and join the chat with us. And in the meantime, let's go ahead and bring in Kat and Lauren. Hi guys! Hello. How are y'all? Hi. Good. Very good. By the way, I am loving the Snow White look tonight. I feel like this has something to do with what we're discussing. A little, little, little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get. You gotta get the Snow White boy. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen a Snow White or a, anything. That- from our past in Disney. So <laughs> I would love to say that, but that's a lie. I watch Disney on a regular basis. I may have been forcing the mister to listen to Disney in the car little in with like the last 48 hours. So, yeah. What did now, Kat, you were doing something kind of fun last night. Where were you at? What were you doing? I went on the Elmwood Cemetery tour that they do here in Memphis every year, and it's really kind of cool. They didn't do it last year for obvious reasons, but this year they brought it back, and it's just, I go, I take my family every year, and it's always neat because they change it up so much, and they change it from every single tour, and if you want to know anything about all of Memphis and all of the back history and the seedy history of our city like it is buried in Elmwood so I I highly recommend everybody go check out this that cemetery plus the tombstones like just it's beautiful beauty mm. of the tombstones yeah I think they even filmed like a scene from the firm there I mean it's just a yes. iconic mm. kind of place to go check out especially this time of year Mm. It is one of those locations that if you are in a photography group in the Memphis area, that is a, it's a staple. It's beautiful. The the statues are gorgeous. There's so much history there and it's a lot of fun. Speaking of history, um, our topic that for tonight for just kind of us, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but evidently the Zodiac killer has now been identified. What? Yes. 
Yes. So there is a, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my notes. So there is a, um, basically it's a research or it's a, a, it's a group and it's more than 40 former law enforcement investigators, journalists, military intelligence, and they're called the case breakers. And they have investigated, uh, Mysteries such as the D.B. Cooper hijacking, Jimmy Hoffa. So they, they specialize in unsolved cases and they have identified Gary F. Post as the infamous Zodiac killer. And it's a very interesting story because not only do you have this history of probably one of the most famous serial ki killers in unsolved cases. There was another little twist at the end of the article that somebody... Um, who has been in hiding um, is either living with one of the group members or has been staying with some of the group, one of the group members. Um, they refer to him only as Will, and he was part of, uh, I'm sorry, I have to go back and look at his name, Gary Post's posse, which was made up of these young men that he would recruit in to go out and like harass people that owed him money. So he had this little street gang. And so the Zodiac killer was uh, training young men to go out and be criminals and do bad things. Some of the things that he commented on is that uh, Will told, told, witness, uh, told witnesses that he would Bear, they would bury murder weapons in the woods and other weapons. So I'm like curious to really look into this posse group now and see what all the Zodiac killer, who all he trained and what these guys have evolved into. So that's oh, yeah. kind of interesting. That's super yeah, like, insanely out, out, out of the, Blue was not expecting that of all things, but super exciting. I agree. I'm and I'm I'm a true crime uh, aficionado, so I mean it's like anything reg regarding true crime. I'm so into, and I absolutely love it. Um, I want to go ahead. Magda has sent a message, and she is trying to join us, but is having some technical difficulties. That seems to be the way of the world this evening. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to bring in our special guest. So tonight is hopefully going to be our first foodie episode. Now, of course, we are not in the kitchen. However, um, we do have videos of us in the kitchen making some really cool treats, which I have some of I have my treats with me. Just going to say that. So without further ado, let's bring in Brimstone. Hey, what's going on, Welcome. ladies? Welcome. Welcome. Finally, finally, Brimstone has made it to the Ice Cream Podcast with you ladies. It's absolutely an honor and a privilege. We're hanging out. We're going to have some snacks, have a couple of drinks. I'm sure it's going to be all unalcoholic drinks because we're not allowed to do the alcoholic thing. However, you know what I'm saying? What? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know. No, we can't. Can we? <laughs> I'm drinking water, which looks like vodka, but it's water. I'm telling mm. you. Adult juice Poppy. box. <laughs> I have this one here, but I also brought over this one just because it goes with uh, the outfit of the evening. Oh, it's go. my poisoned apple. Nice. Lovely, nice. lovely. Now I wanted to introduce you, and I had, and I was trying to put together. It's like, what do I say about him? I I'm just going to. Brimstone <laughs> has lived wow. more lives than any one person has. I mean, honestly. 
give us a quick, and normally I tell people, give me the elevator pitch, but this is going to be a couple of elevator rides, I feel. No, I mean, I'm just going to, I'll make it quick. I mean, it, it, essentially, you know, I've been in entertainment for over 40 years. Uh, I started on Sesame Street and Romper Room as a child actor. I toured the world of music, pro wrestling, an actor, an author, comic book character, animated character, kids book character, the whole nine yards. I do the uh, uh, the podcast thing as well with the Grindhouse Radio. Uh, I do um, Truly Inconsequential. I do Within Brim Skin. And I also do the Dirty Little Secrets Club, which is an awesome show. And, um, you know, and, and I, I, I do a lot of voiceover work. I mean, I'm, I'm out there. I do a lot of different things and, um, yeah, that's, that's the elevator pitch. I hope, I hope that worked. <laughs> I love it. I lo- I feel like you should, it should have been like, Hey, so what do you do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, that'll be, like that'll a be renaissance, what I use man. in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a question what? for you, though, on the wrestling sure. thing. I just, I I think that's kind of neat and fascinating because I don't think we've ever had a wrestler or talked to one before. And how do you get into that? That is just. Well, I mean, you know, the, the proper way to do it is to find a, a school to go to and you learn all the basics and they put you through the training and, and it's very rigorous. And, um, you know, eventually you get on what they call the independent circuit and you work the independent circuit and hope that eventually some of the bigs find you. I mean, um, but you can make a very good career, you know, doing the independent circuit as well. So, you know, it's uh, it, it essentially it's, um, you know, it's a real rough business and you only have just so many spots at the top. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's a, it, just like any profession, you know what I mean? So you just got to work your, your rear end off and, uh, you know, hope that you, uh, can, can uh, make people smile and put some people in seats, you know? I think that's great. That used to be a big thing here where we live I, in Saturday yeah. morning wrestling. That was huge yeah. here in Memphis. That's why Memphis I was wrestling. like, that, yep. that's really neat. Yeah, I've it is not an yeah, it is not unusual for us to be out and about and run into like Jerry Lawler or Jimmy Hart yeah. or I mean we see um basically wrestling royalty from the Memphis area on a regular basis and it's funny because we don't think any, it, it's you know who they are but you're just like oh it's it's Jerry Lawler I saw him last week you know everything's fine yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yes. <laughs> We, if you, if you're in the Memphis, hello, Magda. Hi, how are you? Welcome, welcome. Apologies, my Wi-Fi decided it wasn't going to be particularly helpful this evening. So I'm here. Hey. That is a normal, if if that doesn't happen at least once a show, you know, I'm just kind of, oh my, something just happened on mine. So bear with me. Hey, y'all, (laughs) y'all talk amongst yourself. I'm trying to get mine back online now. So something's being weird here. Speaking of technical difficulties, just saying we should really come up with some sort of screensaver to where when that's happening, it just pops up something really random and like, (laughs) like bright colored, like old TV show kind of theme. I I want it. I, I think it just leaves your face frozen and like this weird, awkward pose. Like, like you're in the middle of saying a word and it just parks it right there. <laughs> I really want something along the lines of the uh, the intermissions for uh, uh, drive-in movies. You know, the little hot dog guy. Oh, and- oh yeah. Like that <laughs> terrible bunny movie we watched. 
<laughs> Thanks for reminding us. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Terrible bunny movie. What what terrible bunny movie can you possibly speak? Uh, oh, we have plenty. We can give you know, a list. What was the one that was so wannabe Quentin Tarantino though that we watched over here? Oh my bunny gosh. man. Bunny man. Bunny man. Bunny man. Bunny man. Our first bunny episode. Man. Yes. Bunny man. Our first episode was on rabbit or bunny rabbits in horror because mm-hmm. it is a theme that you don't think about that just seems to show up in so many horror movies, video games, you name it, it's there. And I mean, you, there are shows or movies like Donnie Darko that we just automatically go to, but there were so many, so many. And it was a hilarious, when we started researching it, we're just like, Oh my God, this is awful. This is glorious. We have to talk about this. I was expecting like a handful of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. I ended up with like three pages full of wow. bunny horror to go <laughs> over. Wow. So okay. I'm going to start. Magda, are you ready? I am, if you like. I, I want to start with Magda. Normally she has a video for us, but tonight she's going to be doing a live reading. She usually picks out a couple of quotes and records them for us because just listening to her speak and, and <laughs> read, it, it's a, it's it's ASMR at its finest. I'm she just going to say, say that. Yeah, she could say something like pineapples fly through the wind and the breeze. And I would be like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like transformed yes. to another place automatically with that. So well, tonight for the live version, we recommend to get your glass of adult apple juice, apple juice, and light some candles and sit back and relax because Magda is about to read to us. This evening, I decided, since we were talking about various and sundry, creepy and delightful recipes, I thought I would go with something literary that technically could qualify as a recipe. We have The Witch's Spell from Shakespeare's Macbeth. Thrice the blinded cat hath made, thrice and once the hitch pig whined. Harpier's cry, tis time, tis time. Round about the cauldron go, in the poisoned entrails throw. Told that under cold stone, days and nights has thirty-one. Sweltered, venom, sleeping got, boil thou first in the charmed pot. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Fillet of a finny snake. In the cauldron boil and bake, eye of newt and toe of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog, adder's fork and blind worm sting, lizard's leg and owlet's wing, for a charm of powerful trouble, like a helm broth boil and bubble, double, double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Well, I'm bewitched. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. (sighs) Oh, I know. It's just, if you have had a rough day and getting ready for this show and just getting logged in and making sure everything tech works, it is the most calming experience and it sets us (laughs) for the mood. Are you from from Scotland, lass? 
Um, I'm originally from Aberdeen, so my oh, Highland lost me. Very good. All right, good. Ah, I hear the accent. I'm not so good at it, but I'll try. <laughs> I'm not offended. <laughs> you shouldn't be. <laughs> So tonight we are going to be talking about, we're just going to just, we're going to talk about Halloween because you cannot talk about Halloween treats and, and all of the goodies without talking about the myths, the lures, the legends, everything that goes alongside it. And we have cooking videos to go with it. And we want, Brimstone, we want your opinion on some of these items that we are cooking, whether it looks like it's a tasty treat. Oh, chills, just chills, of course. And we want to know your thoughts on our quick little snippets that we've put together. Would you try it? Is this something you're like, no, no, no? And um, <laughs> let's just, let's get started. And Lauren, let's start with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I was originally going to do, um, wow, I'm, I'm blurry. Hi. I was originally going to do uh, candy apples. And I did a bunch of research on it, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll make some candy apples. It's like traditional. It's halloween and It'll be great. And then I, had, I was I sat there, and I thought, and I was like, I hate candy apples. I really, <laughs> really hate. I don't want to eat them. They're pretty. That's about all I got for it. Mm. Um, and so I turned to my husband, and I was like, if I made a bunch of candy apples, would you eat candy apples? And he was like, no. I don't like candy apples. <laughs> Anyone? Fun fact, when doing my research, candy apples weren't even made to be eaten. They were like a store prop to try and sell the candy around the outside of the apple. And people just were like, oh, that's pretty. I want to eat that. And they would just buy that instead of the candy. Um, so I ended up with a really, really crazy idea because I was like, you know what? I want to come up with something different. I like the apple theme. I'll do a bunch of research on apple. I'll talk about that. It'd be cool. But what, what can I do that's like apple-y, but like what's Halloween-y? Poisoned apple. Okay, yeah. Hi, Snow White outfit here. Poisoned um, apple. Poison apple. Um, <laughs> Say so, it in your best Snow White voice, though. In my best Snow White voice? She has the little highest pitch voice of all of them. Um... <laughs> But uh, I, I wanted to come up with something a little interesting. So out of nowhere, I was like, you know what? I want to make like an apple pie pot sticker. And then chaos ensued while I tried to figure out how to poison my pot stickers. <laughs> how to, I, I made a TikTok about it. Everyone told me all of their ideas. Like 50% of them were like, just put color dye in it. And I'm like, ew, 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 no. <laughs> all right, play the video. This is not a fan of candy apples either evidently. Ah, yeah see it's not just me they're too hard they hurt your teeth i like caramel um, apples caramel apples are delicious caramel yeah but the candy apples are just too hard you have to like yeah. take a knife or more like take a take a hammer to it i'm the opposite i like candy not caramel or you do the old school lick you know what i mean do real fast <laughs> anyway <laughs> see? there you go just like that um, so I don't know if we have the video up and ready to load. I think I sent one in, but it was very last minute because, oh my gosh, a 10 minute video was difficult to like shrink down <laughs> enough for this show. Um, it is time for apple pie pot stickers. 
to be more specific, poisoned apple pie pot stickers. And a lot of people had some advice on how to do the poison filling. Some people were really pushing just using a colored sugar. All right, purple colored sugar, that's, that's one apple. Others were really pushing the whole, just put some food coloring in there, which I personally am not the biggest fan of because I can taste food coloring. It's like a little bitter, but okay, we're gonna try it. I got you as apple too. Now my personal idea was to use something that's already kind of a little sweet. So I'm gonna make kind of a cream cheese frosting, very light on the sugar though, put a little food coloring in there, see what happens with that. So that's apple three. But then I started second guessing cooking the cream cheese in the oven inside of the apple dumplings. And I don't know how that's gonna turn out. I know that cooking with cream cheese is a thing, but I haven't ever baked cream cheese before. So if I figure, you know, if we're gonna go all out and try some cool weird stuff, let's just add another cheese onto the list. Apple four gets, what is this? Honey goat cheese. The sugar is purple, the dye is black. I think I'm gonna do the cream cheese, maybe a green, and we'll go with red for the goat cheese, just to see what happens. Peel and slice. Now I'm gonna season apple one by itself in its own bowl, and then do apples two, three, and four together, since they're just getting add-in dyes. By the way, these are honey crisp. From here, season like traditional apple pie. Allspice, nutmeg, cinnamon, cardamom, no, I have no idea if that's the right pronunciation. Just go with it. Cloves and sugar. This one's my first batch though, so it's getting purple sugar. On my other ones, I'm putting regular and brown sugar though. From here, stir it around and make it mixy. Not sure this purple sugar is gonna work though. Hey, it was the only color I could find. Also, if you're wanting measurements on how much of all those spices I used, it won't be in my nose, sorry. A lot of people will tell you to measure with your heart or measure with your soul. I can't do either of those. I measure with my nose. To me, if it smells good, it's gonna taste good. You can always just kind of Google measurements if you really need, or cheat, use a pumpkin pie. Also, if you like your pies a little more syrupy and less drippy, add in some cornstarch. It'll thicken it up a bit. And for the dumpling pie part, let's throw some of this out. Would probably help if I faced it that way. Just a general heads up, I've never done this before and I am not looking up how to do it, so we're winging it. Preheat oven to 400. Warning, incoming pop. Flour your surface so it doesn't stick too bad. And smush a cinnamon roll. Don't forget to parchment paper your pan. Place your apple in and pinch that bad boy shut. Now what I'm doing here is I'm smushing these together a little bit more to where I can fold them over. And then I'm gonna cheat and use the fork method where you place it down, smush it with a fork, gives it a little pretty pie edge. And you just do that all the way around. If you find that your fork is sticking, you can get a little cup of flour and dip your fork into flour in between every other swipe. But this is generally the shape that we're kind of going for. The ones I'm doing right now are the ones that are covered in the purple sugar. I'm not sure the purple sugar idea is going to work because honestly, they generally just look like apple pie. They're not really showing purple at all, but hey, who knows? Maybe when we cook them, they'll do something cooler. I've got four of the purple sugar ones together and I'm about to throw together the ones with the straight black dye in it. So let's movie magic that and speed it up a bit. Two out of four done, let's move on to the cream cheese. I'm only making like four of these and I'm not about to break up my mixer for that. So we're gonna hand stir these. I'm only gonna go for about mm, maybe that much cream cheese, the tiniest bit of powdered sugar and a couple drops of green. Choose a couple, right? Mix it until it looks like something that came straight out of the mind of Dr. Seuss or from that scene in Hook. I feel like I'm making some really weird sushi rolls here. Let's do some honey goat cheese now. Eh, I don't know, about that much. But I just tasted it, it's already sweet, so let's go straight into the red dye. Whoop. 
that was a bit a lot. <laughs> I actually think it wasn't enough. It's kind of a little pink. I'm gonna add some more. That's a bit better. We are all prepped. I'm gonna throw these in the oven. We're gonna bake them for, I'll start at 11 minutes, see if they need to go a little longer from there. In you go. Now, since these are pot stickers, dumplings, they should traditionally have a dipping sauce. So let's make a blood caramel dip. Heat about a cup of sugar. But do not wander far from your stove because it can burn super quick. Move it around a little bit every so often, but let it sit for a while to kind of, well, caramelize. This part takes a really long time. Time to check the pot stickers. Hmm. Let's say eh, another two minutes. There we go. A couple of them broke out, but most of them look like uh, not poison. On the caramel, you'll start to get crunchies like this. Still stir, let it sit for a minute, stir again, continue on. I have been cooking caramel for like 25 minutes now. It's finally starting to do liquid stuff though. Fun tip, don't start with a metal spoon. You will never be able to get that off. Once it looks kind of like that, add in butter. About six-ish tablespoons and be ready for lots of bubbles. Once it looks like it's done trying to murder you, add in about half a cup of cream. From there, begin to whisk. Add a few drops of red and make it blood. Yeah. Taste test. Mmm. Oh my God. That bloody enough for you? All right, special guest tasters are my husband and DL. Say hello. So um, it's totally not an experiment and definitely not poisoned. Uh, so have at. At least mine is not poisoned. Yes. Ladies first. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> is that a rabbit over there? What? <laughs> what the hell? Inconceivable. Oh, that smells good. Here we go. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so so what's in it? You don't want none of this. I don't want any? <laughs> oh my <laughs> Green is the cream cheese filling. This one looks like purple. <laughs> There's a mysterious hand popping right? in. <laughs> Mine's kind of rotten. The purple is made with purple sugar instead of regular sugar. The black is regular, but just with drops of black on it. Okay. I think the caramel actually sits on this one flavor-wise better. Okay, well, I'll have to try the purple next. Oh. But the, the black one... Oh. It's actually pretty... Yeah, we got two different ones. Okay. It's, it's actually pretty good. This one's good. <laughs> it's it's very mellow. It's not um, just apple all up in your face. In your face. <laughs> you said the purple one was basically sugar, apples, and just the crust. Pretty much like an apple pie. It's a very simple palette in comparison to everything else, but the caramel sauce sits so beautifully on that, and you taste that more so than you taste all of the other mm -hmm. the mixed ingredients. Um, that's really good. I got purple left to do and you got black left to do. Okay, so what's in the red? That mm. is a honey goat cheese. Mm -hmm. Is this oh, yeah. yeah. That's that sweet, savory, mm -hmm. all in one. That's just the, that that is the perfect combination. That that's the winner right there. Yay. I agree. Oh no, I need to save room for the other one, but Right? I don't know. <laughs> I want to. The goat cheese just sells it.
It is going to be hard to beat the last one. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh my god. The purple does meld with that the best. It carries it. Yeah, it definitely um, accentuates the caramel. Mm -hmm. the, the black one, I'd say, was just... It, it was good. No, no, they were all They're delicious. They're all delicious, but... The, the black one, it's just, it's very mellow. It, it, the the caramel overpowers the black one. The apple is just, a, the, the green one's just an apple punch in the face. That, that was that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> it's a yeehaw. But you know, I think the green one was also the first one we ate. Right. And so. I'm taking another bite. Just. Like coffee, or like, there's some foods that if you continue to eat, sometimes you lose uh, because you put some, you, mm -hmm. you lose some of the flavor just because you've built up so much on the palate. And I'm wondering, depending on where we would have, which one we would have started with, or just kind of, you know, maybe taking like a sip of water between, right. might have actually uh, altered the flavor. And get some a bit. Ginger, ginger slices out here. Yes. Yeah. That would involve that planning. <laughs> All, all of them were delicious. What was oh, your favorite? Gosh. My favorite? Mm. Mm, goat cheese. Red. Goat cheese. Definitely the goat cheese. Nice. <laughs> Never more. Never more. I love how you can hear like everything going on in the background of that video. <laughs> like a toddler <laughs> running into the wall occasionally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you make caramel. I need to do this. Yes, you do. I... I it's a candy yes, corn. I, I thought am. the same thing. <laughs> it is a candy corn sweater. And I looked like somebody's grandma last night. I'm not going to lie. It was what, about 10, 30, 11 o'clock when it we was... showed up at your door. It's like, here, let's sample. I All right. It. I thought it was cute. <laughs> Brimstone, you are a foodie. She had four different pies to choose from. She had a goat cheese or a honey goat cheese. She had a traditional pumpkin pie. And these were really more along the lines of apple dumplings. Lauren, what were the other two flavors? Please. I know one was cream cheese. One was cream cheese. One was just straight um, sugar brown sugar with black drops of dye in there just to see if it would make it look more poisoned. And then the other one was uh, apple seasoning. But instead of regular or brown sugar, it was just straight purple sugar. What are your thoughts on what you saw? What would you change? And which one do you think that you would like to try? Well, first and foremost, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call them dumplings. They look like empanadas. So I oh, think what yes. you did was you made Pasties. you made legit empanadas is what it looked like. I mean, they were nice size. They were, you know, not pies, but they were, you know, dessert empanadas. But that being said, mm -hmm. I, I am a connoisseur of empanadas. And uh, what do you call it? I would say that the uh, the goat cheese one sounded very, very interesting to me. Um, the, the flavor um, behavior in there has got to be interesting if you're you're combining the goat cheese with the, what do you call it? Um, with a, you said a little bit of sugar and a little bit of um, and some of the apples in there, right? What else yeah. was in that? What else was in that one? Um, cinnamon, cardamom, ginger, allspice, cloves. So and... it's like an, it's like an apple pie with some goat cheese slapped in there. Apple and uh, honey goat cheese. Yep, and brown sugar. And you use the um, 
what do you call it? The dough that you used was from uh, the, what do you call it? The cinnamon um, rolls. Cinnamon rolls. I'm not a big cinnamon roll guy, but that looked very interesting. I would, first of all, I would taste all of them to give them a shot, but that one looked like the, the biggest one for me. That one I would, I would definitely love to see what the flavor is all about and get them onto every one of my taste buds. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to make a, a, a confession here. I don't know what an empanada is. Really? <laughs> yes. It, Please it, enlighten her. It's it's a Latino treat. So what do you call it? Uh, it's a Latin treat. So if you look up empanada, there are a million different types of empanadas. So, uh, you know, and there's a couple different ways to do it, whether it's, um, <clears throat> you know, cornmeal. And then another type is, um, oh, my God, flaky. I can't explain it all, but it's they're absolutely unbelievable if you get them the right way. But most of the mm-hmm. time it's meat in there. Sometimes they do a little bit of, um, you know, uh, like I said, a bunch of different dessert empanadas. But it's it's absolutely fantastic. There's a really delicious place here on Long Island in New York where I live, which uh, they brewed up about a year ago. And they were they are absolutely fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Jesse's Pastries is the name of it. But so if you're ever on in the area, I'll send you to the right place. Yeah, All I right. definitely. Also, any Memphis Bartlett people watching uh, and you know any place good to get empanadas, put it in the comments, please, because I want to go try this now. So yeah. I need to share with you. Um, I have a it, it's basically a recipe, but I don't know it's a recipe. And it's a, a charcuterie board that is designed around empanadas. And you basically mm. it's it's an empanada charcuterie board. And I know that sounds really strange, mm. but it is absolutely glorious absolutely glorious sounds good so i need yeah yeah yeah. so i need to ask you brimstone did you have anything that you prepared that you wanted to share with us or any favorite treats that you wanted to talk about tonight well what do you call it as 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 far as you know treat making is concerned i'm supposed to be on a little bit of a diet right now because i'm trying to get myself back in in gear in the gym and i just started the other day so we're trying to be easy on it and i have to save a little <laughs> bit of my calories uh calorie intake because uh tomorrow is my wedding anniversary so um i'm trying to make sure that when we go out i can enjoy myself that being said um you know one of my go-to's again for um uh, Halloween. I love everything about Halloween. I mean, you know, look, just throw some Hershey on the table and I'm happy. But what do you call it? At the end of the day, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a big I'm a big uh, Rice Krispie treat fa- uh, fan. Like you can't you can't get enough of Rice Krispie treats for me. And uh, whether it's Rice Krispies or you can even do the Fruity Pebble treats, that's that's unbelievable. So you know, um, that's pretty much what I'll make for any holiday. So it's not really just Halloween. It's for any holiday. I'll go to town and make those and. Unfortunately, like I said, I couldn't make them today simply because of the reasonings I told you and the fact that I would eat the entire thing in one sitting. (laughs) So that is a problem. Okay, I have have to ask advice then. Um, I tried to make Rice Krispie treats for a bake sale for my daughter once and they ended up being a Rice Krispie brick. Um, (laughs) I think I don't know if I pressed them too hard or what, but they were uneatable and edible. Well, well, first and foremost, did you use actual Rice Krispies or the bargain? Yes, I used the name brand Rice Krispies. I think I may have gotten bargain brand marshmallows, though. Okay, always got to get the good stuff for the Rice Krispie treats, first and foremost. Second of all, did you use use butter? I used butter and then um, parchment paper so it wouldn't stick to the pan. It stuck anyway, though. Yeah, not get it out of the pan. But so what do you mean parchment? Yeah, that's that's weird. (laughs) Well, they have they have the non-stick stuff, so you can get that too. But um, essentially, I mean, if you used 
If you, I don't see why it would have been hard as a rock. Maybe you didn't use enough uh, marshmallow. I always put extra. Oh, okay. I mean, all right. They should be light and fluffy. I mean, you know. I I don't. I think I might have like pressed. I might have like kung fu grip pressed them into the pan a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of traditional and fruity pebble uh rice crispy treats are there any specific recipes that you lean towards like i love to make them with miniature reese's and they are del- yeah i know look at that face yeah any wow. little special tricks you like with yours no straight up man straight up you can't, you, it doesn't need anything. It's like, you know, it's like when a man loves a woman, a woman just in her, in her form, that's all you need. You don't need anything extra. You know what I'm saying? So why look at your, why look at your meal and be like, I need more. No, you need bare bones, minimum deliciousness. God, we expensive. love you. That's how you get uninvited from fake sales. Yeah, I literally saw a kid walk up, attempt to get one of my Rice Krispie treats, try to bite it and go, and throw it away right there. I was like, dang. Wait. Okay, so Burn. this is Fishhead, which is Mr. Fish. He was on our absinthe uh, show. And you know, he makes some really, really tasty treats. My favorite, I have two chai, chai concentrate mixed into hot mold apple mm. cider. And also hot cider with cinnamon, European butter, and a pinch of salt, uh, pinch of salt finished with rum. Is this a drink or is this Rice Krispie Treats? What are we to drink? They're his oh, favorite treats. Sounds really good. His favorite like, Halloween I want treat. that. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you could do that. You could also do it with, with coffee. If you have a cup, you drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Some people will put butter in coffee. And it's uh, that's that's used that's used very often when people are on uh, certain diets. Um, but keto? Yeah, keto. the keto diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's called Bulletproof Coffee. I yeah. found that out. Um, the mister from Toy Robot actually was in a, uh, he's going to have to refresh my memory. He did a uh, um, a movie or a series for Showtime. And one of the things that they were talking about was Bulletproof pro- Coffee. I had never heard of it before and it sounded so glorious. Yes, it is delicious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Butter and coffee is phenomenal. It's really good. But at the end of the Don't day, make a you know. Yeah, it's it's just so yeah. You I, listen. I had to try it. You have to try it at least once. But you can't yes. continuously drink it because it's unhealthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love true. butter. I would eat a stick of butter. No, I wouldn't eat a stick of butter. <laughs> but you know, I'm always extra butter. I'm good Dip with the butter. But you know, sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wait, we are in the South. There is a, such a thing as like battered deep fried in sugar butter it's like deep fried butter it is yeah. a thing we're in the south butter goes in everything yeah real butter and lard mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm familiar All right. uh, trust me oh. i tell you that the scots will deep fry anything i promise <laughs> it that's one thing i never had a problem getting used to in the south was that the scots will deep fry anything um deep fried mars bars are one of the biggest things assist you can get it at a chip shop um, a fish and chip shop they do deep, deep fried Mars bars. If yep. you can fry it, it will be fried by a Scot somewhere. Now <laughs> I want to try deep fried Rice Krispie treats. Yeah, that's a big, those That'd are all big things at, at the carnivals. Like they do everything mm-hmm. deep fried and, you know, it's craziness. Craziness. Oh, yeah. No, no. See, I love my Scotch eggs. I do, but uh, I don't like to deep fry them. I actually bake them. I know it's heresy, but I do. I don't like to deep fried. <laughs> I like them baked. But I do love Scotch chips. They're nice. 
I know I look like I'm doing something insane. I, y'all, it's like, please don't watch my little corner. So I want to take a quick moment. Magda. So I have a goth game. And I want to take a quick break between the next video, which, Kat, you're coming up. And I want, want to make sure that uh, the mister has it. So send me a text if you don't. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions and you guys roundtable answer. Are y'all ready? Mm -hmm. Go. Okay. Let me know. Okay. So who, what actress played the immortal six-year-old vampire, Claudia, in Interview with a Vampire? Kristen Dunst. If you don't know. Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. I love her. By the way, my daughter has watched it now. She just bought a new bat. She named it Lestat. It's so, (laughs) it's so cute. What evil creature has been said to be haunting the coast of the New Jersey shore? We may know him. No, we may know him. We may know him, Lauren. Is it a guy? It's a guy. Oh no! New Jersey. 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 I'm sorry. I heard it. Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil. Oh yeah. By the way, if you have not watched Cryptic Crunch, we have the Jersey Devil, JD, who is one of our co-hosts. I should have known that. It just dawned on me. I know him. I I know him. Name the Seattle-born guitar legend who passed away in England on September 18th, 1870. 1870? I'm sorry, 1970. Wrong. That that changes things. I'm old, but I'm not that old. Come on. You said Seattle-born? Seattle-born. Lauren? Oh, no, I'm not raising my hand. I'm trying to get in focus. Ignore me. I'm sorry. I was just noticing the foxy lady there. You said guitar player? Guitar legend. Guitar, guitar legend. I may be dropping hints. Hendrix? Jim- I was going to say Hendrix, maybe. Hendrix. Oh, I was right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that movie. Who authored the angry and rating, uh, ranting book, Mind Kemp? I really we don't want to touch on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, Jewish. that was on the, the card. The I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to read that. That was like halfway through. I mean... I'm like, no, no, I don't want to read that one. <laughs> Name the, I'm going to give this one to Magda because I know she's going to know. Name the gloomy Russian author. I'm already starting on your level. Um, who penned Dead Souls and Diary of a Madman. Dostoevsky? Not sure. No. Okay. I know I'm going to mispronounce this. Nikolai Gogol? Goggle? Goggle? Have not read it. I'm shocked. All right. I have not read it. I know. I am shocked because I kind of. Magda is our our literary aficionado, mm-hmm. and um, it's like if there's a literary question, it goes to her. Um, Generally speaking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> three horror tales that are featured. Um, shoot. I need glasses. Three horror tales are featured in this film hosted by Boris Karloff, Wit Karloff, which later became the name of a uh, metal's most famous ba- band. Metal's most famous band. Metal's most famous band. Now, this game came out a while ago. Metal's mm-hmm. most famous band. Would probably 2002. Be in 2002. 
I don't know. Metal. So you're asking the name of the band, or you're asking for the name of the book or the stories? I'm Both. confused. I think it's all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. Is Metallica I, one of them? Metallica is not one of them. That's the biggest metal band there is. I'm gonna drop a hint. Pantera. Rob Halford. Ah, Judas Priest. Oh, they stuck. Judas Priest. Yeah. Oh crap! I dropped the wrong hint. No. That's not. That's even. Holy crap! Boris Karloff. I'm sorry. It was Black Sabbath. That was Ozzy. I'm like, why did my brain get? Okay. Oh my one god! One of these things is not wrong. like the other. One. Yeah, I feel stupid now. Thank you. All right, Cat. What were you cooking for us this week? I Men cooked. A... Well, recovery. Hide under the I'm... table. God. I just did a, you know, a classic coffin cake, which is basically Ooh. like a pumpkin bread with a cream cheese frosting with brown butter mixed in the cream cheese. Okay. All <laughs> right. Lovely. Okay, so tell us about the cake. That went very fast. What was in there? <laughs> yes, it did. I mean, just all your typical things you would put in a cake. Just some flour and, you know, those white powders, the baking soda. White powders. Pumpkin pie spice along with that. And then... Um, you know, some eggs and sugar and pumpkin and it just, you know, you blend all that together and bake it up and then the cream cheese and some more white powder in that and Listen, spread it over the top. Sugar, sugar and spice and everything nice. That's what Cat Malone has made. That's what we're gonna eat. I'm all for it, Cat. Nailed it. There you go. We're gonna send you up for that show. I think you're gonna kill it. You're gonna kill all it. Right. I'm going to call Nicole yes. Byer direct yes. and be like, all right, she needs to be on this show. She's going to kill it. I'm, I'm ready. Tell her I'm ready. She is, no, she is so good. ready. I'm not a big, I'm not a big pumpkin anything fan, believe it or not. I know, don't hate me, but what do you call it? I know during this time, everything's pumpkin latte, everything, but like, I'm not mm -hmm. a big pumpkin cake guy, but um, I have had some that are very delicious. So, you know, as long as it's moist and, and, you know, you know, uh, has some delicious cream cheese topping on it. I'm, I'm always good. I did not start trying pumpkin spice until this year because I have always hated it. And I have now, thank you, hated Lauren. <laughs> I do like it. It's like, I do, I think Lauren and I had a bit of an argument recently about pumpkin spice and I have decided to give it a try. Yes, you and I did. Um, 
and I have it's decided delicious. to give it a try. It is good, but you have to find the right combination because just going to Starbucks and ordering, you know, pumpkin spice latte, you know, they put so much artificial flavoring and syrup mm-hmm. in it. It's gross. So I've had to kind of like tailor it. I'm that person. Do not get behind me in Starbucks line, but I am that person. I want it completely <laughs> tailored. And um, I have a pumpkin spice recipe for lattes that actually requires pureed pumpkin so um that's coming in the future maybe with the next cooking episode during thanksgiving y'all might get my pumpkin spice latte i'm wondering i'm wondering cat if you did that over again and you put in a little bit of rum just a little bit of rum (sighs) oh yeah i I love that would be yummy Oh, you got it right. It set you right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think that's that, that was put a little good. bit in a couple of shots for the cook. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. did a good job. She's very pretty. Yeah. Very good job. I liked yeah. it. All right, who's next? Thank you. All right, Magda. Sorry, I, I didn't don't... get a chance to actually do a, a cooking video. I le- I wanted to. Uh, every year, I end up doing quite a lot of little creepy crawlies and things. I have two little ones, and they just love Halloween. I mean, it's not something that I got a chance to celebrate a lot when I was younger because overseas, it's just not as big a thing. It's now, but back when I was younger, it was not so much a thing, which is amusing considering the fact that the vast majority of the things that we celebrate now came <clears throat> from overseas. Yes. I don't know. Specifically people... Scotland. Aye. Oh, yeah. aye. Scotland and, and Ireland specifically. Um, the name that people say, they tend to pronounce it incorrectly. Uh, it looks like it would be spelled Samhain. No, it's, I mean, it's spelled Samhain, but that's not how it's pronounced in, in Gaelic. Samhain? Um, actually, it depends on where you're from as to how you pronounce it. Uh, usually in Irish, it's Saun. It's solid Saun. one word, like clown, but with an S, it's Saun. Saun. But okay. in, um, in, in Scottish Gaelic, it's usually pronounced Samhain. So it's two syllables. It's Samhain or Samhain or Sound, so an A sound or O sound, but it's it's two syllables. Or as and we say here in Memphis, Samhain. Samhain. <laughs> but <laughs> but the thing is, is that uh, Samhain is actually just the name for November. If you speak Gaelic, 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 um, the word for November is Saun or Sauna. Um, like uh, the month of Sauna is Mina Sauna. That's that's just November, Mina Sauna. It's the month of November. So, and therefore, a sound just simply means the end of summer. So, it's, that's all that word means. It means summer's end. So, eh. it was so, uh, originally, wasn't it supposed to be like uh, to represent the end of summer and then the coming of the, uh, the fall? And mm-hmm. that's kind of when. But wouldn't like the Rome Roman invasion uh, and the Britain British people all kind of like merged and uh, and it became like one everyone stealing each other's holidays um, a bit. Um, you have to understand that when it comes to both Irish and Scottish history, it blends quite a bit. Um, a lot of people believe that Scottish Gaelic, as it is now Gaelic Gaelic, is a blending of. Irish Gaelic that got mixed in with the Scots language. And so there's different pronunciations. It's spelled slightly differently. Um, you know, it, it's 
therefore traditions mix and match. And a lot of what you look at now in today's traditions are a combination of Old Irish, Old Scottish, there's Roman that's in there as well, there's Pectish, and um, a, a lot of the mixtures go back and forth. And there's Roman Catholic, which is quite a bit of it in there as well. So you've got Saints, which is where, you know, Halloween comes from, is all Hallows Eve, which got mixed to Hallows to Halloween. So you've got Roman Catholic in there, you've got Pagans in there, you've got all sorts of fun and interesting celebrations of the changing of the wheel of the year. So you've got the beginning of fall, autumn, and the end of summer. So you've got all those lovely things coming in, such as the changing of leaves, and you've got the harvest, which is the big, big thing when it comes to the end of summertime, because you've got these beautiful things coming, and you've got pumpkins, and you've got apples, and you've got um, all the delightful things that you can pull out of your garden, which is why you have a feast as well. So I know with my family, we always had a big feast. We always had something fabulous and there was much baking. And you're talking about those uh, empanadas earlier. There's something uh, the, the Celts have as well, the English as well, called pasties. And pasties look very similar to empanadas um, and they mm -hmm. tend to be savory, but you can also have them as sweet ones as well. And they're basically a pie crust that is put together into a sort of a, a crescent shape. And it's meant to be held on to around the edges. And you don't actually eat the edges, generally speaking. You, you eat the, the center part and the edges are just used as sort of a handle. They have pasties that are nice. And um, originally, I don't know if people are aware of this, but uh, jack-o'-lanterns weren't originally made out of gourds. They weren't pumpkins. They're actually made out of um, turnips. Which I read that. You, teeny mm -hmm. tiny little hideous turnips. They're just... <laughs> There's no way Somebody to make a jack o' lantern look precious Magic when you make it out of a turnip. It's just carving hedges. that. <laughs> so so you're, you're I want to show you something. Carving it. <laughs> I want to show mode. you something, and I want to see yes. if you recognize what it is because it is a traditional uh, recipe that I, uh, my grandmother used to make these. I did not use her recipe because I could not locate it right off the top, but. Do you recognize what that is? Hot crust bun? Soul <laughs> cake. Ah. So trick-or-treating actually um, originated from a Scottish tradition that was called souling, where um, basically people would go door-to-door. -door, the, uh, the poor would go door-to-door, -door, door -door, and they would ask for soul cakes to pray for your deceased mm. family members and um i made some now um i know i gave a few of these out for, to sampling these are very much along the lines of your traditional um english biscuit i would love to say that they i actually want to say they're kind of like hardtack and mm. i i do realize that brimstone you are getting ready to leave us very soon mm. so um i just wanted to uh just take a minute and say thank you for joining us and everything and what what can we say about you? Uh, what can we share about you where people can find you? Uh, you can check out my official website, therealbrimstone.com. Uh, you can also get me on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my social media time, at therealbrimstone. What do you call it? Uh, it's me. I'm the one responding. It's not my wife. It's not my assistant. It's not anybody other than myself. So, you know, if you uh, shoot me 
a message there, I am happy to answer. Um, as long as you're kind and you're nice and, and you're showing love and not hate, I will always respond. So, and I'm sorry that you hear my dog in the background. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> we all so. we all have creatures running around. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but thank you so much for having me on, guys. I'm sorry I've got to got to go. You know, it's you know what night it is. So I, I apologize. Happy anniversary! Yes. <laughs> Happy anniversary! anniversary. I'm glad I was able to hang with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you for being here. Sometime soon. Mwah. All right. So, I know he didn't get to see it, but by God, we're going to keep on rolling it. So I made. Um, soul cakes and i have a video by the way if you have tried these if you had some dropped at your house they're a little bit on the dry side they go with cookie they go with some, you, you need to dunk them so let's let's move on to the video if it's ready Delightful, delightful. Those are super cute. Yeah, I made them a little bit too thin. I really wanted to give everybody a Ouija planchette, Mm. but they were a little bit. I think I just heard somebody pop in. Who popped in? Who popped in? Hi, how are you? Good. I am trying to get set up because um, I don't want there to be an echo. Oh, you're fine. Take your time. (laughs) So, I just got back from a Civil War reenactment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Cool. Schmancy. Fancy schmancy. Well, we're talking about treats, and we just watched um, a video of me attempting to make soul cakes. And I, 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 honestly, next time, my family makes tea cakes, and we make mm. traditional um 
they're almost like shortbread, but they're not quite, they're a little bit softer than traditional shortbread and not quite as sweet, but I would try the recipe that I was using. I would probably try to add more butter, maybe a little more liquid. These are definitely dunkable. They're a little bit on the dry side. Um, they do remind me if, has anybody ever tried hardtack? So mm. civil war reenacting, uh, this weekend, Yes, guys. So remember <laughs> hardtack is a thing they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be part of the pirate community here in Memphis, as did Lauren. And we had a picnic, and I do believe Mr. Fish brought hardtack. It was very difficult to eat because you had to dunk it, but it was everybody dunk, else was like soak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty awful. So, <laughs> in addition to the traditional soak cakes, I made ghosts and uh, planchettes because, you know, souls. Mm-hmm. So, I thought they were cute 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 i like the theme it's fun lauren did you get a chance to try yours i have not yet i was half waiting for the show but then i forgot to bring it over here so i'm (laughs) thinking about abandoning ship to go get it real quick if you do grab something to drink with it i kid you not it is very dry (laughs) it is so dry i do not recall them i am thinking that my grandmother made them with a lot more butter i'm leaving i'll be right back okay (laughs) it's okay we can see boobs oh mine or no oh okay Like, wait, <laughs> so, is there uh, one falling out that we need to be aware of? <laughs> so, like in Civil War times, I'm considered basically a, a Scarlet because, um, yeah, you could see my ankles and everything. Oh, and uh, this is low. Ooh. I How actually scandalous. had somebody, I had to actually. I was walking past somebody, and they were like, "Sorry, cat." <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> welcome to our show this seems very right. appropriate Perfect. so um my uh we were walking down the little strip and all of a sudden <gasps> do you see what she's wearing is she Hooker. wearing sandals and my husband just looks at me like jesus wore sandals <laughs> we're not super religious but jesus wore sandals that is an exception acceptable response in that um sorry my cat really wants like this is the cool. cat on oh okay oh i was going to mention uh, another uh, scottish halloween tradition is one that's a bit odd um even stranger than most things there's such a thing as kale pooling um as what kale pooling uh, pooling like to pool out of the, the ground, kale, as in the vegetable. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Okay. Kale yes. Pooling. Kale pulling. Uh, yeah. I love how kale you talk. Is uh, something you do on Halloween. It's supposed to uh, tell you what your lovers are going to look like. This is my new Whether they're going Halloween. to be tall or they're going to be short, whether they'll be <laughs> chunky or slender or the sort. But you're meant to pull a piece of kale out of the garden and look at it on Halloween night. And it's supposed to tell you a feature as to what your lover's supposed to be like. There's actually a, a Robert Burns uh, poem, Halloween, in which he mentions that particular I love that. Uh, little Halloween that, activity that you can do. That's so cool. Um, when I was doing, Hell? hang on, now I can't swallow, hang on. I know, I told Wait, you it's dry. You're, while, you're, while you're doing that, let me, um, so 
Acuff Creations. This is Keisha Acuffs, and I wanted to introduce her very quickly so people Hi. would know who we're speaking with. Hi. Hi. I've never met her either. She now. Are you? Um, can you tell us a little about a little bit about your association with Back at the Cereal Box and what programs you're on? So I am on Cryptid Crunch. So I get to talk about all the cryptidy things, um, which is an amazing show, and it's really fun to be on. Uh, so I actually, Lauren, was it you that I was talking to on TikTok? Okay. <laughs> so okay. the other day she posted something on TikTok and I was like, so like, can I one day maybe be on your show? Cause I'm kind of fangirling. <laughs> um, so I was like, <laughs> so hi, I'm here. Yay! Um, Yay! I'm actually only on Cryptid Crunch right now. I, I, ha- my skirt is stuck. <laughs> Okay. okay um but uh so that's my life um but i'm also part of the rising tide broadcasting network if you guys know anything about that willow skyler is also a part of it um so that's actually how i got into the back of the cereal box is you know i met all the people and i was like hi <laughs> and i that's... talk a lot so welcome we all do <laughs> <laughs> good so what you're saying is we'll just have to like fight for it yeah pretty much <laughs> all right so on the, what we do. on the kale topic i'm jumping in sorry Steve, right yeah. um yeah, i did back. a bunch of research on to um bobbing for apples and originally come to find out it was like nothing to do with halloween and all of that it was like a love ritual. It was all about love and finding your soulmate and everything. I didn't know that when I was a kid. I was like, I just want to stick my head in a bucket of water. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there that were works. a bunch of different ways to play it. The two main ones were um, you would, they, like each of the apples would have a, would signify a person and you would bob for that specific apple. Mm-hmm. And if you like tried once and you didn't get it, um, or hang on, I wrote it down. I have notes here. Um, if you tried once and you got it on the first try, you were fated. If you tried once, didn't get it, tried again, then you would date, but it would end up not being together. If you tried and finally made it on the third time or less, it was, it ain't going to happen, sister. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) there was also different versions of of this where instead of in a bucket of water, they were tied with string Mm -hmm. onto a line and people would bob for them that way. Uh, and then there like, was the other right version. Upwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. right upwards. And then um, the other way to play it was whoever gets the apple first, whoever bites an apple first, gets permission to be married next. Kind of like catching yeah. the bouquet. Nothing yeah, like that, dunking your face in a bucket a- of water. Everyone has been drooling. I would always be alone. <laughs> uh, it's better than snap apple, okay? That was also mm-hmm. a tradition. Where it was like an apple on one end of a stick and then a lit candle on the other end of the stick. And then they would spin it around. You had to try and bite the apple and not burn mm. your face off. Where are you from? That sounds awful. That sounds barbaric. One of the other things that they did with the, the strings was called uh, treacle scones. And treacle I saw scones that. Is where you take a scone, which is kind of like a, a biscuit, a, a, what you would call a biscuit, not like the cookie, but the biscuit. Um, you take a scone and you cover it in treacle, which is sort of like molasses, but no. Um, and you tie it to a string 
and hang it and you would try to get it without making too much of a mess and the first person to get it and you try to get the whole scone not just a bite of the scone and depending upon where you were from would be telling you the same thing as with the apple so if you get it a whole scone and it's the person that you want to date or if you get part of the scone then you might get their attention but they would go with someone else and so on and so forth so I suppose, you know, in the days when they didn't have televisions and they didn't have a whole lot to do, you have to have something to amuse yourself. And so these games came about and they're telling the future without getting yourself in trouble with the local church. So, yeah. Fun ways to be witchy with not being wrong. I'm not a witch. It's, 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 it's a party game. Talking about? It's a party oh, no. game. Everyone's I'm just going to tell you, there's, my there's family There's so much is... superstition in all of Ireland and Scotland. There's so much superstition. Masses and masses of superstition. You can talk to people now. And they'll tell you, no, I'm not about to tempt a fairy. No, uh, no, I don't care. No, they'll say, oh, no, I don't believe it. And no, I don't believe it. Either do. Because no one's going to go out there and see something like that out loud. They're just not. Because it's better safe than sorry when this is the sort of thing that you grow up with. You know it's there. Even if it's not, you know, why tempt it? Just don't. Just don't. And at a time like Halloween, when it's supposed to be, the veil being thin and the possibility of creepy crawlies and long-legged beasties out there, it's best not to tempt them. My family is from the South and quite honestly, we are very superstitious, superstitious ourselves. And we have a lot of similar superstitions that coincide with Irish and Scottish superstitions, mm -hmm. quite uh, specifically the fairies. It's interesting because my <laughs> daughter has had fairy rings in her yard and she's like don't go in the fairy ring don't touch the fairy ring don't do anything with the fairy ring <laughs> but yeah we are very um our family is very extremely superstitious we are in that category of not a witch witches it's like if you called anybody in my family a witch they would lose their absolute mind but the truth is they're all a bunch of kitchen witches and there's no way of getting around it. It's like my grandmother, um, specifically my mother. I remember my mother telling me to cast spells without telling me they're casting that we're casting spells. I, I mean, I know this for a fact. I'm like, my, my mother's like telling me, it's like, oh, you have a sky in your eye. Go to a crossword. Say this. I'm like, no, mom, I'm not casting spells. Thank you very much. She's like, it's not a spell. It's not a spell. It's just getting rid of the sky in your eye. I'm like, no, that mom, that's a spell. Thank you. <laughs> That's oh, where were you like a oh. year ago when I had this huge sty in my eye? Like, <laughs> oh, I could have helped you with this. I honestly could have helped you with this. So, I could have given you the right mud to rub on it and told you the right things to say. And it would have been gone. I promise you. I would have loved that. So my grandma and my aunt were actual, they practice witchcraft. So um, when I was growing up, I got, you know, they used to tie the, um, their wedding ring to a string and you know we'd be able to tell what kind of kids how many kids that kind of stuff and like they'd have seances and they'd have all their friends over and they'd have like little witchy circles and uh oh, my grandma was the best <laughs> now so, i go for it now i will say this in reference to seances ouija boards my grandmother was like do not under any circumstance magda i see it it's like you don't use a widget board it's like there mm. is it's like you don't open there are some doors you just don't open and the truth is to this day i will not i have a widget board i have a handcrafted original widget board but it has never been used i will not buy a used one and i have stories about that and that's a totally different 
show, but um, I strongly believe do not do not play with things like Ouija boards because we don't fully stop it, Lauren. Stop I'm it. I'm not laughing at you. There's no. It's a Luigi board. Have you ever used <laughs> a Luigi board? That's what me and my son call it. <laughs> if you look it up online, there's a, a video you can find where someone goes through all of like, I think it's like Yahoo questions or something of people trying to ask about Ouija boards, but they don't know how to spell Ouija. And so it's like, has anyone ever used a wedgie board? A Luigi board? <laughs> well, let me pick that out of my butt first. <laughs> and it's oh this God. guy reading all of these people trying to ask questions about Luigi boards or an Luigi board. I'm sorry, but if I had a Luigi board, that would be pretty sweet. And yes, uh, my grandma and my aunt were completely against Ouija boards. Um, they would, if we even brought one into the house, they would freak out and try to burn it. What was the What was the reason? I just I'm I'm generally. Because you know we always, w- you know we always tried to do. First of all, Parker Brothers made one. As was it Parker Brothers made one, <laughs> and Milton my neighbors, Milton Bradley. Yes, they're yeah, all Milton the gaming Bradley companies. The, all, yeah, yeah, all of the game companies had a Ouija board. Our neighbors that live next door. I'm sorry, they still have them at Target and Walmart. Oh, <laughs> oh, I just can't. I'm like, first of all, if this is where you're buying your Ouija board. <laughs> it was like yeah. me going I went to Spirit and I know Kat you're not a fan of Spirit we'll talk about that later because I have discovered I'm really not a fan of Spirit this year either but um, we went to Spirit and I was looking and they had tarot cards and I'm thinking to myself I'm like if this is where you were buying your tarot cards there is something really wrong but now Ouija boards I'm just curious what my next door neighbor always wanted to play <clears throat> No, no bar, no Barbies, no Barbie Ouija. Okay, I love it. I'm sorry. My next door neighbor, I'll show it again real quick. You're come back, <laughs> Barbie, Barbie Ouija. I need some Barbie Ouija in my life. <laughs> I would play with that. I would not play with that. No, my next door neighbor always wanted to play with it. They had one. My mother was like, "No, we do not play." What was the reasoning? Uh, you know what? I actually never got the full story, but my aunt would quite literally, if, um, like, we brought up even, because me and my friends used to make homemade ones and stuff. Yeah, we weren't super smart. Glass? Um, no, just, like, out of paper and stuff like that. Um but we used to play with it and one time so I I used to practice when I was younger and I even had like a book on how to use it and everything and um my mom and my aunt found it I have never heard them scream so loudly (laughs) in their entire lives I think I got threatened by my mom and my aunt at like the same time it was awful they were like we're getting we're burning this right now get this out of my house this is not something you mess with and they were like it's just bad juju all around sorry hi cat <laughs> leave that kitty in there <laughs> but um so they just freaked out she's just like she's like loving on the camera um sorry. so we can see you 
Kind of, oh, oh God, there's a cat butt. butt. <laughs> how, how taboo. Or just stick your rear end on in there. <laughs> Not that kind of video, kitty. <laughs> so she messed up my screen and I can't see anything anymore. We can, we can see, you. see you. Oh, kitty, I love you, but you need to Cruella. I see no. whiskers now. Um, so I never actually got the full story. They just freaked out on me and told me that they were going to burn it in the yard. The only reason that they did not burn it is because I convinced them that the book and everything was, was my friends from school and she was going to get in trouble if we burned it. Um, so the next day I actually brought it to my friend at school and she kept it in her locker I think I actually still have it somewhere. I think she saved it for me and gave it back. <laughs> it's probably in like one of my totes or something. <laughs> so if I find it, I'll show you guys. <laughs> I will say this. My grandmother and mother's reasoning was 100% that a Ouija board opens doors and that who you are talking to through the Ouija board is not always who you think it is. In oh, generally. Right. And generally, it is a method of uh, divination through demonology. And so my mother and my grandmother were very, very, it's like, no, you don't do those. You don't. And I recently, and I think I, I can't remember I shared this with you, Lauren, if I shared this with my daughter, Scarlett, but it was a person that was on TikTok that was talking about um, opening doors and welcome mats and how demons operate and stuff like that. And I'm like, I've never quite heard it put that way. I'll have to find that and share it, like link it through the notes or something here. But it was very, no, it was a very, you don't use them. You don't play with them. And honestly, of course, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh no, I'm not. It's like, mom doesn't know what she's talking about. Of course, mom doesn't. alone. It's like mom never knows what she's talking about, so I'm going to play with it. And I had a friend of mine that she and I used to use them, uh, use one on a regular basis, and um, we were able to get it to move without either one of us touching it, and it freaked us out. I mean, not even like, I mean, hands completely off. And it was one of those experiences that has shaped the way that I view them from that point on. And I think I was um, in the range of 13, which is another conversation that Lauren and I were having last night Mm -hmm. about young girls, specifically Mm -hmm. girls in the age bracket of 13, having um, a connection with the supernatural that is not always explainable. Look, Mm -hmm. Magda's, she's saying, yes, you've heard this too then. Not only that, um, in my case, I have a little extra bit of creepiness in that my 13th birthday was on a Friday the 13th. Oh, fun! That's a fun birthday. (laughs) It's actually a lovely day, oddly enough. It's not bad at all. Uh, For some reason, 13's always been a very good uh, number for me. It's worked out well. It's never been anything hard or creepy or terrible, but Mm. I had heard before that particularly either just prepubescent or pubescent girls are supposed to be especially vulnerable to sorts of spirits and uh, any number of things beyond the veil because there's that uh, women in general tend to be looked upon as the ones who are in touch with things from the other side because we ourselves bring life to the world and as a result we constantly have 
one fit in either side. And I've always agreed with that. I've always found that women tend to be more sensitive. We tend to yes. notice things. We see things. We feel things that others that's don't. Why we're in the tr- that's why we're in charge. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, honestly, well, that's been referred to as women's intuition for oh, centuries. So, yeah. Well, for the longest time, the witches, the wise women, were the ones that everyone went to. And they were never looked upon as something bad or something evil. They were the mm-hmm. ones you went to because they knew everything. They knew how to cure a fever. They knew how to and when to sow the crops. They knew everything that had to do with the wheel of time. Everything that had to do with the wheel of the year and the movement of life and birth and death mm-hmm. and all of that going in a circle. So it made sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that can be very threatening. And I can see why that would be terrifying to most people. To Especially know that men. You, exactly. That we know something that not only they don't know, but they can't know. Ever, no matter how hard they try, they're not going to learn these things because they aren't built for it. Um, it's understandable. I, oh. I was uh, told at one point that 13 was a year for when women were growing, that they would be more susceptible to stuff like that because it's the transition year between, and this is very old talk here, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> this is the, it was the transition women for quite a long time or believed to be for when they go from childhood into mm-hmm. womanhood mm-hmm. was at that age and so they were in the middle between both of them and so a lot of people mm-hmm. would think they were in the middle between worlds as well mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a lot of that has to do with why the age was so significant at least back in the older times but not saying that's good now <laughs> no but truthfully that there is something to be said for that because if you think about it when you have a young child that hits the age of 13 there's a lot of confusion because there is as a mother who has a young daughter um, now she is over the age of 13 now but 13 they're still trying to decide if they want to play with toys or if they want to start wearing makeup and it's somewhere mm-hmm. between the two and there is that whole there is a transition page uh, stage and I know that that happens at different times for every young woman but um, for some of them I mean 13 has been significantly the you know you are no longer a child at 12 and you are now going and you are no longer a tween you are no longer a child mm-hmm. you are now moving into your teenage years mm-hmm. and um, that also associates with a lot of things that come with being adult but Okay, so I do have another video. Yeah, I want to see it. I made suckers. I don't know if... Has anybody ever tried making suckers? I know, okay. Um, these are burnt sugar suckers. I love... Burnt sugar is one of my favorite flavors mm. ever. And so I made some burnt sugar suckers. Um, and I have a video, so...
The ending was fabulous. Uh, this part. This part. Yes. But these were a lot Got of fun to make. All the boys to the yard. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Why? And some girls. <laughs> these were a lot of fun to make. I was not expecting these to be as fun as they were. Because um, anytime you start dealing with like cooking sugar, it becomes mm. almost like molten, lo- molten lava. <sighs> and it's like, don't spill don't spill it. Don't touch it. And um, of course, when we were doing the floss, that was the candy floss was a lot of fun because we were able to like pull it and like shape it. And it kind of gave you an idea of how they make like holiday ribbon candy mm-hmm. and stuff. It was so much fun to play with. And I have so much. I have a ton of these right now. Yeah, I don't need to be eating these things, but I'm going I'm to. I'm not allowed to have mm. sugar. Aww. Oh, I, I live a very sad existence of no carbs, no flour, no sugar, no salt, mm. etc. I basically eat fruits and vegetables, which is good because I've been a vegan vegetarian for over 15 years. But, you know, I need my carbs and my sugar, guys. <laughs> I would put love a down donut. <laughs> oh, no, you're oh fine. God. I'm just what? jealous. Mm. I think it's time to be a <laughs> rebel. <laughs> go and have a rumspringer of sort with <laughs> oh, the other day, I actually licked a cinnamon roll the other day I licked a cinnamon roll and it was like I could feel yeah, I don't know it's like, I, I could licked just a cinnamon roll that is beautiful. the saddest story I think I've ever heard. You <laughs> not, no, the saddest one was last. Rump, sure. If Hot you were Friday. with me, Rump. I would be a terrible influence to be like, "Come on, girl, we got we got stuff to try." So wait a minute, My what the hell was rump a- sugar? Like Rumspringer. Yeah, like Rumspringer. Oh, yes. Because you look Amish, like and that. that's what they go oh, yeah. nuts, and they have their Rumspringer where they get to play in technology and. I was picturing butt sugar. I'm sorry. Why was oh, I? Yeah. And so I'm on like Friday. My son had uh, a Boy Scouts thing, and he he's 12. And uh, they had this court of honors, and we went, of course. So they served. I swear, it was just crunched up Oreos with like cream and sugar just like in a ball and I was like oh my gosh I don't know what it is but I really want one so I went up to my son like a normal human being at his court of honors thing and I was like can I just smell it like (laughs) just like put it right there and his best friend looks at me and he's like why you're just torturing yourself (laughs) you can't taste it and I I lick it (laughs) I really wanted to (laughs) These are 12-year-old boys, and I... Huh? You're a much nicer mother than I could ever possibly be, because I would be that one. Be like, don't lick, don't lick the what? Don't lick the microphone? <laughs> no, I did lick his oh, Kool-Aid. No. So, like, they made that... <laughs> no, made no, that. no. It wouldn't even been that. I would have been, like, slapping like it out of their hand, going, no, you don't get that. If I can't have it, you can't have it. 
So they had like those Kool-Aids where you just dump the thing in the water and mix it together. And then my son and his friend decided to use the little thing, the plastic containers to put the drink back into. Mm. And I was like, can, can I, can I see that for a second? And then I just took it from him and I was like, that's beautiful. It's nothing but sugar. (laughs) (laughs) So needless to say, everybody at my son's uh, Boy Scouts thing thinks I'm completely nuts, which is probably an accurate statement. How do you handle things like Halloween then that are nothing but sugary candy treats? I mean, I cry in the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> i'm so sorry i mean it's probably working for you if you're 125 and we're all like oh okay it's you know not eating the sugar uh, and you get to I'm live 30. to be like 150 and look like you're guys. 25 and it, it's so, working you know, but i'm 30 so you know i just look like i'm 200 years old you don't look two hundred now. Oh. I mean the 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 hairnet and the you know. So if it makes you what you're saying. better, I haven't showered in days because I was at the Civil War reenactment living in a tent. So this is the bare minimum you're you're ever gonna get. Like I'm not making that face. I'm totally making okay. that face. We we need to invite her back for another episode that is not sugar candy based. <laughs> Only if you do my hand. If, only if you do my makeup, though. Oh, oh, come over. We I shall can't do play. makeup to save, the, <laughs> to save my life. Nope. You, you, you said the wrong thing now. You're going to end up looking like... Where do you... What state do you live in? Do you even live in a state? <laughs> no, do you I live in a state of being. She lives um, in fairyland. Um, Tennessee. Okay, so, like, Illinois is just a... Like a 14 A hop, drive. skip, and a jump. I have an entire shelf full of makeup not like here's a drawer i mean like mm. a floor to taller than me with drawers shelves full of makeup and i can make you look like whatever you want to look like. i have <laughs> one eyeliner and one mascara that oh, i've had for so years <laughs> define years Throw that By shit years, away now. I mean, I probably should have thrown them out a long time ago because they probably are diseased by now. Okay, <laughs> what? Well, hold on, hold on a second. I have a question for you then, because you know some people are rich with cosmetic, and some of us, you know, but because of your Civil War reenacting, you probably have like instead of like oh, instead of a whole cabinet of makeup, I have cannons. I run a farm. In my I got seventy chickens. See, I knew there was something you had. You have what? 70 chickens. 70. And 10 ducks and several bunnies and cats and an oxalotl and an eyelash-crusted gecko and a chinchilla. And probably some other things that I'm pretty. I was okay. I also have a pet skunk. I want a pet skunk! Its name is Flower. (laughs) Oh, my baby! It lives in my barn for the last like year and a half it's never actually hi it's never actually uh sprayed us so i i allow its existence <laughs> how many of the other animals has it sprayed though none really yes honey okay so fun fact i am terrified of chickens 
Absolutely. I really? Yes. <laughs> you can hate my phone. Not <laughs> other birds, though, because I know that some people are terrified of birds in general and will run away. It's like, no, I'm fine. I will hold a parrot. I will interact. It's like I am trying to... Um, I am trying to attract crows to my yard because I want to mm. be that person. I want to be able to go ah! and then have like all of the crows just like come and I like do that surround. with my chickens. They like blueberries, crows, just FYI. They like peanuts too. And I am trying to feed them. I have a crow call. I can actually crow call. It's very loud, but I do not, I'm, I'm not, it's like I will witch cackle on the air. I will not crow call on the air because it is extremely, extremely loud and annoying. But uh, no, just- no, 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 no. And I'm no, 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 no. I will not. Yeah, this is what I'm down to. Um, but yeah, I'll go into my backyard and like my side yard and I'll leave peanuts. And it's like I leave all of these little gifts for the crows. I try to put shiny things out for them to pick up. And I whenever I leave food for the crows, I call to them and uh, they are in the trees. So they're getting closer and I have cra- I have called to one and it got really angry at me and called back at me and then flew away. I do not know what I told it, but <laughs> chickens, <laughs> chickens terrify me. I want to be that. I want to be that woman in the yard, uh, like in the neighborhood where everybody's like, don't go by that house. That's the witch's house. It's like, watch her. She calls crows. And all of a sudden she's like, ah! and it's like all of the crows come and there's like a swarm of crows or a murder of crows, whatever we want to call them. And, um, and they're flying all around and i want i want to have crows but not chickens and there are chickens in our neighborhood so i'm a little scared that i'm gonna go and there's gonna be chickens (laughs) she's gonna one day and it's gonna be i was gonna just say be careful what you wish for it's gonna be like the birds they're gonna come out and attack you one day (laughs) i do have a story about chickens though why i hate chickens and i think at least this is why why when i was like Four now, okay. Once again, my grandmother, who is not the witch, witch, uh, walks into her chicken coop, draws a circle around the chicken in the gr- on the ground. The chicken will not leave the circle. I promise you, the chicken it will won't. not. I don't under. Okay, it won't. Okay, so the chicken will not cross the circle, and I'm like, you're a witch. She grabs <laughs> the chicken and goes wow and wrings its neck. Mm. And then proceeds to butcher the chicken and then try to serve it to me. And I'm like, nope, I'm not eating that. You put a spell on that. If I eat that, you're going to spell me. <laughs> I know. It's like, if I eat that, what are you going to do to me? It's like, grandma. It was but probably no. the best chicken. You probably just missed out mm-hmm. on the best meal. Of your oh, God, you life. know, it was. It was, you know, deep. those annoying people that come to your doors. To sell um, you things? Are we talking about Jehovah's Witness or? No, I actually got a rejection <laughs> letter from them. I have okay. it in the box behind me. Seriously, do. Um, it's How do you ridiculous. get a rejection letter from the Jehovah's Witness group? I always Man, put out a warning to everybody in the neighborhood. Okay, that's the next story. <laughs> okay, what answering the door naked? No, that is the next story, guys. Um, but uh, so there was a guy coming to sell supplemental life insurance. Yes, honey. Oh, thank you. She got me a piece of paper. Um, oh, it's a heart. Oh, but um, so they come to the door and they're trying to sell me supplemental insurance. And I like the normal person living out in the middle of the boonies. I live on a farm, obviously. They're standing outside and the guy 
I have free range chickens, okay, and ducks, and I call them, and they all come flocking. This guy is explaining to me that he is terrified of chickens, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, like or CL's so cousin. I would. I would have ran like hell. And oh my they gosh. All came running and I was like, don't worry, they won't hurt you. The only one that will is named Angel because it literally is named Angel and it is the spawn of Satan. But um he's like, which one's Angel? I said that one. That one. The one that was right behind him. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> and uh so my mom was visiting me and she just like She's like, I'm pretty sure that guy grabbed his pants. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that poor guy, he, he's probably traumatized for the rest of his life. But I didn't buy the insurance, so. It's okay. That means he doesn't have to come back and visit Angel. <laughs> no, but I've... on to the Jehovah's Witness thing real quick, just because I want to get it out there. If you ever want to annoy the crap out of them, just be a more annoying uh, religious group. I was Mormon. Oh, hmm. fun! So they on the on the rejection note. So I asked them for a bunch of information, obviously, because I let them in like a good Mormon would, and I talked to them, and I explained to them everything I believed in, and so what they did is. I'm going to have to find the note somewhere, but it says, it says, we don't see a reason for coming back. You seem completely content with what you are doing. And we are looking for people that are searching for something to believe in or searching for something else and all this other stuff. And they were like, here's the information and information you requested. And they taped it to my door. I've never heard from them ever again. So that's not bad. It's, it's probably not, one it's, set, it's though. I give it, give it like another year, and you'll have a whole new set. It has didn't been pass the note eleven to. years. I've always just been waiting for that years. moment, the perfect moment where they come knocking at the door, and I just happen to be topless, carrying a butcher knife covered <laughs> in blood, <laughs> with Doesn't like a dead chicken or something. Well, um, I hope you have a ring camera when you do that, Lauren. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. From the other side of the door. You just answered the door and you're like, who we say you don't show up at the right time? <laughs> We're about to have some fun in here, guys. No, last time I was fully clothed. I just had a lot of cleavage and I offered them a beer. <laughs> and they were like, Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks. We'll, we'll try again later. Nice to Y'all meet you. Must have come for the seance. <laughs> that we're about to have the seance. Done, Diane. Sorry, what? I told my husband if he ever sees them coming down the neighborhood to call, tell me so I can prepare because I will go I'll back there. Down. Yes. Just throw See, stuff I'm the opposite. Off. I'm the one that'll get on like Facebook and be like, hey, you're welcome. By the way, <laughs> somebody's knocking at your door. Oh, oh no! Gosh, I I no. recall like um, Jehovah's Witnesses visiting my parents' house, and um, my mother. It's like don't go through the living room, and if you do, crawl so they don't see you. And I remember crawling <laughs> through the living room at one point because they were in the neighborhood. It's like they weren't even at our house; they were in the neighborhood. <laughs> Greet them at the they're door probably- and ask them if they like strippers for if they're the strippers for the party. <laughs> oh. 
you know what? That'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> Most of the ones that come to my house are like women, though. Yeah. Then ask them if they're the strippers okay for it. the party. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with it. So yeah, Just I try really, really, really hard to be tolerant of other people's views and religions until they're not tolerant of my lifestyle Mm -hmm. and once that happens i'm just like you messed up it's all it's on now yeah yeah it's just you know everybody knows they're pushy so it's just one of those things where (laughs) you just don't want to answer the door I don't need a used car salesman pitch on, you know, somebody's <laughs> beliefs. And Do you need an afterlife? Well, yes. if you do. I don't actually, too, though. I don't think, you know what? I look at it this way. It, it For them, they have to, uh, you know, there's an element of, it, it's what they do. They want to, they want to stop and they want to talk. And I, I have actually opened the door and talked to them before. And sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes you're just like, ah, okay, thank you. But I mean, you never know who you're going to meet. You really never know who you're going to meet. Sometimes I, always... I get told I'm going to hell a lot. Mm. Yeah. That's the one I get because like, or typically for me. Yeah. I have never been told that I'm going to hell with the exception of by my family. So that's a different story. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have a couple of more questions. We got a couple of we got a moment for some goth trivia. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, so what serial killer uh, uh, died of natural causes in 1989 after spending the last 27 years in a state mental institution? Hmm. And I'll drop a big hint. He has been the subject of many, many, many horror movies, including Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, uh, not the F word. Um, No, not the F word. I'm sorry, what? Ed Gein? Ed Gein. Ed Gein, yes. I was sitting here going. Please tell me you Googled it because my brain was broken. Well, you know, and and last night I mentioned what's uh, in my head. I mentioned Hednick, and so my brain, I'm like, I'm sitting there looking at the answer. I'm like, is it Hednick? So I'm like, I don't know why my head was there, but um, what what did Joy Division proclaim would tear us apart? Oh, love, love, yes. Oh, fish head egging. There you go. Name the tale of insanity by Edgar Allan Poe, in which the main character hears the beating of a dead heart. That's probably my favorite. I love that mm. one. That one's uh, easy though. One Lenore in it. Name the black be- black metal band. These member uh that I'm sorry. It's very it's the smallest print. I'm like, <laughs> even with glasses, I don't know. I could read this. Mm. Um name the black metal band by these members. I can't I, I I see one that I can pronounce Faust. Is Hom is, is Il- it Megadeth? No. No. No, that's not Megadeth. No. Uh, uh, Tyrum. That was just the first thing that came to mind. Samoth. If we ask Joey the Roadie this one, I just got a text that's probably him. Joey oh, the Roadie. Nope. Oh, hey, we want Jersey on? Do we want the Jersey Why? in? Why? Why? Yes! It's the bring Jersey it. with us? Yes, he's bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Bring it. Bring it. 
we had a Jersey Devil question, and I was like, we know him. We know him. <laughs> and I completely blanked. I'm sitting here like, ah, Jason Varhes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk her. Why we're waiting on the Jersey Devil to be brought in. Is he here? I told him to send me a text. Okay, so he's coming. All right, so I have to ask, what are your memories of trick-or-treating as a young child? Was it good? Was it bad? What did you do? What what was your experience? What is different now versus then? Now or then people actually, like, decorated and were into Halloween? Put in effort. Like yeah, put in costumes and stuff like that. And now you're just like, oh, here's a $50 costume from the store. Dude, I my first cosplay was a Halloween costume. And a lot of people will be like, that's not a cosplay. But I'm sorry. I sat there and hand sewed leaves onto wig and a leotard. And I found boots that were like one size too small. And I went trick-or-treating anyway, dang it. And I was poison ivy, okay? I was going to say, were you green? (laughs) I was poison ivy. And it was my first, like, I want this character. And I didn't realize that. I thought, you know, I didn't know what cosplay was. But that was my first, like, cosplay. I wanted to be poison ivy. Um, that's my main biggest memory. It was also one I of the crappiest Halloweens I ever had, too. But walking around in a is too tight. Yes, that would be awful. Took my kids trick or treating last year was a great time. They stole so much fran- candy from the other kids. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. That's called bag snatching. Is it? Has, there's a has name it for ever bag snatch? Yes. I okay, was so- bag snatched. I grew up in the I grew up in the seventies, and there were a lot of things that we did that um, I, I think that a lot of you guys probably didn't experience. But bag snatch, I mean, trick or treating was a huge, huge thing when I was growing up. We not only trick or treated our neighborhood, we would start at like six o'clock in the evening, and we would go to like a bunch of different That's neighborhoods. Awesome. Our parents went with us. It was always the the whole concept of trunk or treating did not exist but with that no do not not trunk or treating do not not trunk or treating because you will mm-hmm. get a ton of candy it's a lot of fun if you are in the if you go to the right ones it's a lot of fun um and i have actually organized and participated and yeah i had a lot of fun doing it but um no, we used to, it's like we would get it together as a group. We would go trick-or-treating. But with that said, I also grew up in the era in which poison candy, razor blades and candy, and, and candy checks. I mean, I remember one time, my kids are 23 and 26. There you go. Um, so it was unfair. Yeah. No, no, no. We get it. We get, no. I, I, my kids are in the same those five-year-olds did zero chance. Yep, yep. That's really kind of sad. That is sad. That's but what parents no. are supposed to do. Like, bring me all the candy, kids, when y'all are done. At the end it's of called the a candy tax. 
I think he means the 23-year-olds were, like, stealing Mm -hmm. candy from the five-year-olds. Oh, oh, okay. I thought he meant his kids were taking... Or they. Sorry. I I don't know who this person is. I shouldn't assume. Quite honestly, as a parent, I would welcome that. I would... I'm like, come on. Bring it on. Because you have no earthly idea what you are walking into. (laughs) If you live near... I would chase you down and you will have nightmares. We will hunt you. <laughs> in the Memphis Bartlett area, there's a place called Halloween Cove. Um, <laughs> if you want to look it up, it's uh, Domino Cove. They go all out every year. It is absolutely yes. insane. Every house in this cove goes nuts. I mean, animatronics, huge decorations, life size skeletons, life size Halloween, everything. The lights um, and, are synced and yeah, oh, the lights oh. are synced. It is it is nuts. They have thousands upon thousands of people who come there Halloween night every single year. And then to the point where they have like donation buckets out. So you can donate candy so they don't run out. Awesome. So, so the kids can still keep getting candy. And it's super year. fun. Um, I went not last year, but the year before. And okay, so you guys know who Bushmen are. There's, there's like a pile of bushes and one of them wears a little net over them. It looks like part of the bushes and they yeah. back into the like a ghillie suit. Of, yeah, like like the guys, they're like crouched down. They yeah. wear something that looks like a bush and then they like grab people and, you know, shake them and scare them. Yeah, I'm around, I don't know how many hundreds upon thousands of children walking around trick-or-treating with my kids. And some dude reaches out, jumps out from the bush that I'm directly next to and scares me. And I scream NF bomb at the top of my lungs <laughs> in front of all of these children. And he was it's just a, like, it's understandable. Yeah. And he it's went back into it's okay. the bushes and I'm sitting there like, I'm just going to keep going. You know what? If you are doing an attraction, if you're doing a home attraction like that and you're jumping out and scaring people, you should expect that. Mm-hmm. Somebody Absolutely. is going to drop. Oh yeah, yeah I yes. Oh That's yes, going to happen. I love the cove. I we go to the cove every year. I've been visiting for years, and I've always been curious because there used to be um, counter to that um, in Parkway Village here in the Memphis area. There used to be a Christmas cove. Christmas cove. Where yeah. Every, yeah. So every house was decorated, and it was actually part of the homeowners association that when you bought into that cove you actually had to sign as part of your contract that you would participate in the christmas cove and i'm curious if the halloween cove people do that so if anybody i don't know there's one house that like when you okay here's the cove and it goes around this way there's one house on the corner here who's very much like uh we bought this lot here's some stuff it's the one house who's like okay we did cardboard cutouts of tombstones can you please not um (laughs) and they don't stand out front and hand out candy they're the only house who's not like out there with everyone because even like here's the cove even the house is across from the cove like oh yeah they partnered up and they like built a fence together across their two houses and went all out to do so it's like the cove and these two houses this is big conglomeration of everything happy in halloween <laughs> but there's one house is just like we were not expecting it. I, like when we saw when when we bought here, like we Nobody didn't know it was this that. much. Yeah. And see, I would I would t- trade houses. I would trade houses. 
And I would, <laughs> oh God, I would live there in a heartbeat. And I'm just like, I'm going to set up my, I'm going to set up my graveyard and it's going to be there all year long. And the only thing that's going to change is I'm going to put Santa Claus in the background. And then I'm going to switch that out for the Easter bunny. And it's going to be a blood dripping Easter bunny. And y'all are just going to have to deal with it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And if I do that here, I get the cops called on me. What in the world? And you think that they would know by now. Don't call the cops if the cops answer the door. <laughs> you would think. It's like, oh, my God, People we're responding know. to that house again. Oh, it's that okay. person. Yeah. So have so, you guys ever been to... Um, it's called the Pumpkin House in West Virginia. It's in Canova, West Virginia. Okay, so is it made I out use, of a pumpkin or pumpkins? So what they do is every year for Halloween, they have everyone pretty much in the entire area come to their house and they carve the pumpkin. If anybody has the interweb, <gasps> I'm on my phone. And they oh. all carve pumpkins and they decorate their entire house has yes. thousands of pumpkins behind it. And I lived right next to that house when I was in Canova and it was my favorite. Like me What's and my that? friends would, mm. huh? Spell Canova. No, no, no. I'm K- pulling it up right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, it's called the pumpkin house, I believe. And it, they have pumpkins all over their house and all over the yard. They actually have people come and carve the pumpkins to donate them. Um, and then they leave them up for a really long time. And then they have this big celebration. And it was always my favorite time of the year because it was right next door. Look mm-hmm. at that. Look at how beautiful that is. That is insane. That is Yes, I have always That's wanted nuts. to visit that place, and I've, I've always a pumpkin for that place. Oh, I want to so... carve a pumpkin for that place. <laughs> so do oh, they use? Okay, they wait. So do they use year. flame? Oh, oh, they COVID individually sucks. light the ones that I know of. They individually light. Yes. Oh, so like okay. real fire. Yay! Oh, yeah. It looks like real fire because it's all different, like. Mm-hmm. degrees of burnage going here my, my so, grandchild would just want to know when the house fire was happening people actually spend like they take weeks off at a time and they just sit there and carve pumpkins for this place and it is it it, it was beautiful me and my oh. i have pictures of me and my friends in oh. front of the house i'll have to find them because it it was my favorite place to live ever <laughs> Mm, okay. I bet that smells. I yeah. love the smell. Like when you light a jacket or la- jack o' lantern mm, and you pull too. the lid off, that burnt smell. And mm-hmm. I have been asking for years if anybody knows of a candle that actually smells like the inside of a like the burnt jack o' And you My guys know what I'm talking like about. It. Mm-hmm. We have 70 pumpkins right now because we grow our own mm-hmm. pumpkins. And then we also have gourds that we grow as well because my entire front yard is decorated in the nightmare before Christmas theme. Okay. Part at your house. Yeah. So we go all out for holidays and especially Halloween because we are obsessed with Halloween. Um, obviously I'm here guys. So, (laughs) but, uh, yes, definitely come to our house. I went into labor on uh, Halloween and I was so excited because I was like, I'm going to have my baby on Halloween. She took 24 hours to come. 
So she's November first. All Saints Day, baby. It's, it's an All Saints. That's, you know, that, I don't know. That's pretty cool, too. So I, I, I would be okay with either or. But my okay, son was so, really excited about a sister being born on Halloween. So it didn't is, happen. What is the theme for our next show? I cannot comprehend it or pull it up into my brain right now. Okay, so our next show in two weeks, um, I have got confirmation that we are going to have special guests, uh, Stephen Gunther, Gunther, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his name, Gunther, um, and then uh, Tanya Vestenberg, I know I'm mispronouncing the name, but they are with Historical Haunts here in Memphis, and we are doing, we're going to do a paranormal investigation, guys. Okay. Who wants to go ghost hunting? I want to go Vestin, ghost hunting. Vandersteeg. 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 I'm sorry. I just got that from. I know I was going to trip over that. But um, yes, we are going to try to coordinate. We are working on trying to coordinate right now a paranormal investigation. Uh, yes, Lauren. You, is your I'm hand so up? Sorry. I'm very excited about the pumpkin I think she's crying. I'm not crying, guys. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, the next show is very close to Halloween, and hey, we all really like Halloween, and oh, well, look, there's pumpkins around. Can we all carve a pumpkin and show it? And hey, that'll be, like, our Yes. Thing? Yes! Okay, thanks. That's all I wanted. Thanks, guys. We we will do that as our, our, our pre-show chat. We can have a pumpkin, and we can carve it, and we can show it. Okay, so that's cool. And if y'all want to make a video of you carving it, do that. That's fine. But we are going to... I'm working with these guys... Um, Historical Haunts here in Memphis, they are pretty much the go-to organization if you want to do a paranormal investigation. Um, The Cabana Boy actually used to do haunted tours with them. I know several people who did, so there's a lot of history. They are also working on putting together a brand new tour that we are not going to want to miss, and I'm going to let them talk to you about that. But yes, please, Stephen and Tanya will be joining us in two weeks and in the meantime i will be trying to get information together so we can go on a paranormal investigation um it's not going to be like an overnight it's going to be a couple of hours and we will film it and there will be fun stuff and we will i will let you know so that is what we are working on right now so but honestly I, um just real quick i want to say we are at the top of two hours guys <laughs> oh gosh oh my, i didn't even I talk about half my notes I didn't either. I have I have all of the true crime information about the candy poisoning from trick-or-treating. It's like multiple accounts. And I was going to talk about going to the hospital to have my candies x-rayed. That was a thing one year. Like in the 80s, you would take your, it was like you would go to the emergency the fire room. station. And yes. Too. You would yeah. take your candy and they would x-ray it. And I, I had all of that information and we just didn't quite make it there. But okay. by gosh, it was. Can fun. I have, can I, what time is it? Can okay, I go two, ahead. Can I have one, I'm going to do this like speed fast because I'm never going to talk okay, about go. apples again. So, all right. All right. Let's go. We already went over bobbing for apples. I'm going to go over it. Yeah, now I'm blurry. Great. It's fun. Cool. All right. Candy apples. William W. Uh, Kolb, K-O-L-B, Newark, New Jersey, 1908. He actually was looking for a way to sell his cinnamon candies. Could not figure out a good uh, strategy for selling them for the Christmas t- season. So he put them on a bunch of apples, put them in the storefront. They were never made to be uh, actually edible, but people thought they looked pretty and wanted to eat them. So, hey, candy apples were invented. Awesome. Is that like Red Hots? Um, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like the cinnamon red hot color. 
Also, right. candy apples were the inspiration in the next few years for a lot of big fashion trends. Um, that candy apple nail polish, lipstick, mm. car color, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff came from that. All right, skipping ahead. We're going to go on to the, uh, well, we're going to go back to the late 1700s uh, called poison apple. Europeans feared tomatoes back in the day, calling them a poison apple because they thought that, that eating the tomatoes were killing the aristocrats and making them sick. It wasn't the tomatoes. It was the pewter plates, really high in lead, but they called them the poison apple. Super Wait, fun. Wait, quick question. Yes. And Magda, you'll probably notice. Our tomato- tomatoes are part of the nightshade family, correct? Hi, they are. Okay. Yes, they are. All right, all right. Which would be deadly nightshade, but not tomatoes. <laughs> okay, go right. ahead. Keep going. Fun. Okay, we already talked about snap apple and the Celtic holiday Samhain. Uh, let's go ahead to Alan Turing. Um, on June seventh, nineteen fifty-four, he was forty-two years old. He was found dead. Um, beside him was a half-eaten apple. The idea or the one of the theories on his death was he poisoned himself with cyanide on the poisoned apple because he had a fascination with the movie uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, especially the uh, queen scene and the poisoned apple and all of that. People will fight that on the other side and be like, oh, no, it was an accident. He was a scientist and he messed with chemicals. But no. like, it's a huge conspiracy kind of thing. Like, no, he poisoned an apple and he commits suicide or he unalived okay, himself. Yes. Special. Okay. Okay. Question about this is cyanide. So n- this is like lightning round right now. We are lightning round talks. Go. Cyanide. Isn't that something that you would use during the Victorian area era and that you would like basically stick your finger in it, put it on your tongue and it would give you that deadly pale pallor. Does that sound right? Cyanide? Arsenic. Not cyanide. Arsenic. 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 Thank you. Arsenic. 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 Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's where my brain went. Go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. Okay. So along with the line of poisoned apples, apple seeds are also poisonous, but you have to ingest a crap load of them. If you're a full grown human, you've got to eat about like 30 or more of those suckers oh. and you can't just be swallowing the seeds. You really got to like crunch them, break them up. You swallow yeah. an apple seed. Yeah, you're fine. You sit there and make an apple seed smoothie out of like 50 apples and chug them. Goodbye, yeah. sailor. Uh, let's see and if here. you eat the apples, they'll grow in your stomach. Yes, and they will not oh, wait, grow in your stomach. Never mind. All right. Last but not least, we're going to jump on to the topic of actually Snow White, the Seven Dwarfs, with the poisoned apple. Because oh my gosh, I'm so sick and tired of everyone thinking that the poisoned apple is like the one staple for Snow White. No, no, sir, ma'am, or they, them. It is no. not. They try. Uh, the Queen tried to kill Snow White with a bodice. And tried to, like, tighten it too much and suffocate her death. Tried to poison a comb and stabbed it into her head. Plus, there was death never a kiss. Death by corset. It is a thing. Uh, it, plus, yeah. there was never a, a kiss with the prince kissed her and she woke up. The prince never even met her. The prince met a corpse and he was like, oh, that's a pretty corpse. I'm going to take it back to the castle. Hey, guys, can I take this back to the castle? And the door was all over Right? Uh, the dwarves were like, yeah, no, that's a great idea. Let's take this dead corpse back to the castle because the prince thinks she's pretty. Um, The entire idea behind the apple was she ate the apple. Well, she she was actually a little hesitant to eat the apple because at this point she'd already been like attempted killed twice now. She's like, oh, I don't know if I should eat this apple from another stranger who's come to my door (laughs) randomly in the middle of the woods. And then which was like, oh, well, no, look what. I'll eat some of the apple. And hey, look, creepy witch in the middle of the woods. I'm going to eat the apple. You eat the apple. Apple's right. Eat the apple. Look, I'm good. Oh, see, I'm going to eat this side that's not all like weird and red. And you can eat the red side. See, it's, it's fine. Because the apple was only like half poisoned. Um, <laughs> It ended up 
the whole reason she woke up and all that was because on the trip, though, when the prince thought that she was so pretty, she needed her deadness back at the castle because of her prettiness. Uh, one of the servants tripped and dropped the casket and dislodged the apple. And she woke up and the prince was like, oh, did you know that I'm in love with you? And she's like, I don't know who you are, but let's get married. And that's the entire idea behind Snow White. And I'm done. So is that the now fairy tale version? That's, that's, the, yeah, that's, the, that's the original. original. Okay. I have I have the Grimm's upstairs. I'm gonna have to read it. Oh, there's more. She has a sister, mm. Rose Red. There's Rose a Red. lot more to Snow White. Ooh, that's my favorite movie. Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever seen that? Oh yeah. Are you yes, talking yes, about yes. like the creepy? There's like wait. There's two different ones. There is the Stephen King version that came that's out what in I was the thinking. 19- yeah. And then there was another version that came out a couple of years ago. No, I'm um, talking about like way back in the day. Made for TV version from, okay. I'm getting notification. It's time to wrap up. Thank you for letting me have my lightning round. Sorry. I just did (laughs) so much research on Apple. I did so much research on Apple, guys. I know. I'm I'm like, I really just want to go. Poison candy was a myth, by the way. Um, No child was ever poisoned by candy. Nobody was ever given drugs as candy, by the way, that cost a lot of money. Right, she's gonna say, Who's gonna give away their drugs? Um, and then, um, so there are some real cases of, um, and the big one was in 1964, in uh, or not, I'm sorry, not 1964, it was in 1974, and it was a man by the name of Ronald O'Brien who was trying to kill his family and get, uh, or kill his son and get like tax, uh, or get the insurance for it. But he was the reason why Halloween was ruined and trick-or-treating was ruined. We Parent of the year. Yeah, I know. That's Ronald right. O'Brien. That's his name. Halloween was messed up, messed up by Ronald O'Brien. So I'll stop mm-hmm. there. But thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you to Brimstone for joining us this evening. He is no longer with mm-hmm. us, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Keisha, for jumping in and joining yeah, us as you. well. Um, thank you for Joey the roadie who um, helped put together some awesome video and sampled. And thank you, Kat. And I'm, I'm sure that your family was involved in the process of making these videos as well. Um, Magda, thank you for having. By the way, thank you for jumping in for the moment and, and, and reading for us. And as always, I want to say, um, I can't remember if I thank Johnny. God, my brain is fried now. Thanks, Johnny, for allowing us in back of the cereal box for allowing us to do this because without them, we would not know what to do with ourselves. And we just have way too much fun doing this. And thanks to Toy Robot, Visual Arts, and the Cabana Boy upstairs who is working all of the behind the scenes. If you want to support us, there's a little ticker that's running across the bottom that you can buy us a cup of coffee. You can buy it for our show. You can buy it for a network. You can buy it for an individual person. Tip us. We like money. We need support. We need you to help us. Please. Thank you. Um, If you have an idea, that you would like to talk about, send us a message. If you think you would be a good a good guest to be on our show, send us a message. We are always looking for great ideas, and we will invite you, and you will have a fun we, a fun time. We will wear you out. It will be a blast. Um, and with that said, <laughs> is that a- I know. DL, so. you've had too much of the lace-free drug yeah. candy. Gosh. Yeah. I know. What? Yeah. What? I have been eating, and I did not make it to the popcorn balls. Those are coming. I know. All right. With that said, good night. Bye. Bye. Pleasant screaming. <laughs>
All right, friends and foes, that wraps it up for another great week. If you like this episode, make sure you share it with two or 300 of your closest friends and family. And don't forget, if you want to see what we were talking about, you can watch us by subscribing on YouTube or liking the Facebook page. And you can join the discussion even after we've gone off the air by joining our Facebook community at the Back of the Cereal Box Virtual Rec Room. Drop us an email. Let us know what you think. Or send us a voice recording right here on the podcast, and we will address your comments on air, and that would be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, guys and gals. Until the next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>